Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Welcome to Parcast Crime Bites. We wanted to give our listeners some additional content to help them dive even deeper into the true crime world. Every week, in addition to your normal con artists episode, we're exploring the most fascinating true crime themes covered across the Parcast network. We've collected short clips from some of our most popular podcast originals to help us explore ideas like motivation, method, and madness, and show how interconnected the true crime world really is. You can find the original episodes for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. A list of episodes that we used will be posted in the episode description. Today we're looking at unrepentant criminals. Why do some criminals lack empathy over their actions? If a criminal doesn't show remorse for their actions, this might be a sign of psychopathy. According to psychologists Kent Keel and Morris Hoffman, psychopaths make up only 1% of the male adult population, but account for 15 to 25% of all the males incarcerated in North American prisons. One of the key psychopathic traits is a lack of remorse, along with lack of empathy and callousness. These traits, when combined with a murderous individual, can result in an unrepentant criminal. According to the DSM-5, a lack of remorse is also a key trait in individuals with antisocial personality disorder, or ASPD. This may manifest as being indifferent to causing hurt or rationalizing having hurt someone. While an ASPD diagnosis does not mean the person will inevitably become a criminal, other traits of ASPD, such as disregard for laws, impulsivity, and aggressiveness, make someone with ASPD more susceptible to criminality. Several infamous serial killers have been diagnosed with ASPD, such as Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy. In a chilling display of his lack of remorse, Bundy once said, I don't feel guilt for anything. I feel sorry for people who feel guilt. Our first clip comes from Parcast original Crimes of Passion and covers Tyler Hadley, who brutally murdered his parents when he was only 17 years old. 
After the murders, Tyler threw a massive house party, inviting all of his friends on Facebook. The teenagers drank and partied all night, with his parents' bodies still laying dead on their bedroom floor. During the rager, Tyler showed off his handiwork to his best friend, Michael. Michael was so disturbed by what he saw, he called the police. Tyler was arrested and sent to the local jail, nicknamed Rock Road. But the gentle persona Tyler displayed in his letters didn't match the behavior he showed in Rock Road. George Brown, Tyler's neighbor in the medical ward, reached out to the state prosecutors about the strange behavior he witnessed. Some inmates exchange information for a sentence reduction, but George wanted nothing in return for speaking up. He stated that he was creeped out by the things he heard Tyler say and just needed to tell somebody about it. When they had first met, George asked Tyler what he had done to wind up in jail. Tyler responded that he had hit them with a hammer. Then he burst out laughing. It took George a few more days to learn that the them Tyler was referring to was his parents. As time went on, Tyler began to reveal more about his crime. He told George that his parents had deserved it and he regretted nothing. He also told George about how his friend, Michael, had seen the bodies and how he'd wanted to show them to even more people at the party that night. George said the worst thing about Tyler was his incessant laughter. All day, Tyler could be heard cackling in his cell. As far as George was concerned, parasite was nothing to cackle about. Criminology researcher Robert D. Hare created the Hare Psychopathy Checklist to evaluate an individual's psychotic or antisocial tendencies. Hare said that inappropriate laughter is a common way to identify people with severe antisocial personality disorder. One sign of APD is a lack of empathy and remorse. Tyler appeared to be proud of what he had done and unable to comprehend the emotions of anyone outside of himself. On another occasion, George was allowed to leave the medical ward and walk around the prison. He saw Tyler's case being discussed on the news. When he later told Tyler that he had seen him on TV, Tyler replied coolly, Nice, ain't it? He felt no remorse, only pride. In that clip from Crimes of Passion, parasite perpetrator Tyler Hadley confessed to his cellmate that he felt no remorse for killing his parents, even laughing about the crime. The murder, as well as Tyler's subsequent behavior, was particularly shocking to his friends, family, and law enforcement. As Tyler had never displayed any warning signs, he was a violent person. Tyler was convicted and sentenced to life in prison without parole. Though Tyler was never formally diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder, the lack of remorse he displayed is characteristic of someone with ASPD. Additionally, mental health expert Kathleen Heidi testified that Tyler had a major depressive disorder that led to an inability to care about others. Like Tyler Hadley, psychologists were also perplexed by the subject of our next clip, Tracy Wigington. Not only did she kill without remorse, she convinced three of her friends to join her in the bloodshed. Coming up, we examine the so-called lesbian vampire killer. 
Before we get back to the show, I have a quick podcast recommendation I think you'll really enjoy. It's an all-new Spotify original from Parcast, and it's called Incredible Feats. Every weekday, comedian Dan Cummins, who you might recognize from the hit podcast Time Suck, explores a true account of physical strength, mental focus, or bizarre behavior. He goes behind the scenes into the achievements of world record holders like Ashrita Furman, who's broken records on every continent, and athletes like Wim Hof, whose training methods allow him to withstand extreme temperatures for hours at a time, and even people like Juliana Kopka, who was forced to survive alone in a rainforest when she was just 17 years old. Incredible Feats is offbeat entertainment that's sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, and always surprising. New episodes air Monday through Friday. Search Incredible Feats and follow free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the show. So far, we've covered Tyler Hadley, a teenage boy who murdered his parents without remorse and for seemingly no reason. In this next clip from Female Criminals, we examine the lesbian vampire Tracy Wigington. Tracy claimed to be a vampire, requiring fresh blood to feed on. In 1989, Tracy and three of her friends killed Edward Baldock so she could drink his blood. When Tracy was later arrested, she told law enforcement she felt nothing while stabbing Baldock and that she sat down to smoke a cigarette while she watched him die. Psychologists also tried to determine why she might have committed such a gruesome crime without any remorse. The more a person feels unliked or rejected, the more heightened their sense of pseudo-exceptionalism tends to be. For Tracy, who had been abandoned and rejected all her life, it probably became easier to delve into dark arts and vampirism, producing reasons for more people to abandon her rather than confront the pain she felt from the previous betrayals. In short, we all believe that we are a little special, but Tracy felt she was extremely special as a way to conceal the inner thought that she was unlovable and easy to leave. Tracy's pseudo-exceptionalism ensured she felt no remorse for the murder, having committed it in Satan's name. Police were shocked by her callousness and rightfully suspected there might be something deeper going on in her mind. Before Tracy's trial, she was asked to undergo 26 hours of hypnosis and was diagnosed with four distinct personalities. First, there was Bobby, the mean-spirited, callous, cynical personality capable of committing murder. Then there's Big Tracy, the anxious, depressed side that absorbed her abandonment issues and genuinely tried to be a good person. It's believed Big Tracy left the debit card at the scene of the crime to implicate Bobby in the kill. Little Tracy was childlike and naive, the part of her that needed to carry around a security blanket. And finally, the observer, Tracy's calm, rational mind that could record the goings-on of the other three personalities. It's unclear exactly when each personality showed itself, or whether any of her friends suspected she suffered from this disorder. 
Her psychologists also believed there was a fifth personality named Avril, who manifested purely as a voice in Tracy's head, as opposed to a persona she would embody. Avril would scream obscenities at Bobby in particular and attempt to control her. In that clip from Female Criminals, psychologists uncovered several different personalities within Tracy Wigington. Psychologists believe Tracy may have been afflicted with Dissociative Identity Disorder, or DID. This diagnosis was previously known as Multiple Personality Disorder. Melissa Kaufman, director of the Dissociative Disorders and Trauma Research Program at McLean Hospital, says DID is a form of PTSD and is a coping mechanism usually brought on by childhood abuse. Kaufman says it's a way for a victim of abuse to project their situation onto another persona other than themselves. Tracy was a victim of childhood sexual abuse, so it's possible her trauma manifested as DID. Like Tracy, our final subject also had a childhood that may have turned him into an unrepentant killer. In this clip from Parcast Original Villains, we cover Richard the Iceman Kuklinski, a hitman who killed hundreds of victims on Mafia orders. Psychopathy is not itself a recognized diagnosis, but its symptoms fall under the banner of antisocial personality disorder. Aggression criminal behavior, disregard for social norms, no empathy for others, and no remorse. These traits are seen in an estimated 1-4% to of the world population, including Richard Koklinski. During his three decades as a hitman, from the early 1950s to 1985, Koklinski killed, by his own estimate, 100 to 250 people. Many of these kills were part of his work as a hitman for the Mafia, but others died simply because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Killing made Richard feel absolutely nothing. He took human lives as if he was stepping on an ant. This isn't to say he murdered for no reason at all. They always had it coming, he figured because they'd annoyed him, because they'd run afoul of the mob, or just because they'd wandered into his path. His passionless brutality is what made him so successful as a contract killer. There was no hesitation, no deliberation. He could not be reasoned with. To an extent, this was a part of Kuklinski's inborn nature, but he was also a product of his environment. Just as Anton Chigurh was desensitized to violence during the Vietnam War, Richard Kuklinski learned the art of bloodshed while he was growing up in Jersey City. In that clip from Villains, we learned Richard Kuklinski was contracted to kill hundreds of people and felt little remorse for his crimes. In 2002, forensic psychologist Dr. Park Dietz interviewed Kuklinski at length, ultimately concluding that he displayed many traits of antisocial personality disorder and psychopathy. Dr. Dietz believed Kuklinski's violence was hereditary, aggravated by childhood abuse at the hands of his father. Dietz believed Kuklinski's psychopathy led him to feel no remorse or guilt for the murders he committed. Criminals often have personality disorders that manifest in a lack of remorse for their crimes. Tyler Hadley bragged to his cellmate about killing his parents, possibly as a result of ASPD. 
Tracy Wigington's possible dissociative identity disorder led her to believe a different persona committed her crimes. And Richard Kuklinski displayed the lack of remorse characteristic of a psychopath. In all cases, those affected by their crimes found justice, but were left wanting for answers. Thanks for tuning into ParCast Crime Bites. We hope you enjoyed this episode on Unrepentant Criminals. If you'd like to listen to the episodes we discussed today in full, simply search for our ParCast original shows, Serial Killers, Female Criminals, and Con Artists on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. I'll see you next time. Listeners, you don't want to miss Incredible Feats, the all-new Spotify original from ParCast. Host Dan Cummins free-falls straight into the weirdest, wildest achievements of all time. New episodes air every weekday. Search Incredible Feats and follow free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.